mode with the ability to assemble and charge the creatures of the deep. With his young associate, Barnacle Boy, fights for all creatures that live in the sea against the forces of evil. What up, what up, what up, what up, OGs? Welcome to another episode of the OG Sessions podcast. Man, we were holding that position for a while. Jeez, my shoulder was getting tired. I was like starting to cramp up. Happy Halloween, everybody. This is the official OG Sessions podcast Halloween episode going down right now. And if you cannot already tell, Joey. I am Mermaid Man. And I am Barnacle Boy. <laughs> Coming together, to live. we will save the world. Yes. <laughs> Here to stop evil right now. <laughs> um, no, this could be a super dope episode, man. I don't want to take too much time on this intro because the the this conversation is a long one. It's a deep one. There's so much free game. Um, we had a super dope guest pull up, man. He is a, a professional podcaster and commentator. Just like a absolute... Um, just legend bro yeah. like all around just like a, a man of the game just someone who knows so much and has had a ton of experience with podcasting and um anyone that not only just has a podcast but also listens to podcasts should be checking out this episode for sure man um how's your how you doing bro how's everything going i'm man? doing good you know i did my weekly round of golf i actually shot a 90 this week so i mean work's been crazy working a lot but other than that, good week. How about you? Eh, not too bad, man. It's kind of same thing. Busy yeah. week. But um, shout out to everybody that's been pushing that new episode on YouTube, man. That thing is going crazy. Last week's episode um, is now our our most watched episode on YouTube. So um, shout out to everybody that checked that one out. Uh, you know, it's it's honestly, it's been a long time coming, to be honest. Because for a while, the most watched episode on YouTube was, I think, episode 53 with Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Broadway. Yeah, and then Jesse, Jesse Farrell's, I think, a couple episodes after that was catching up. But, I mean, it's been, like, at least 10 episodes since we've had one really do numbers like that, bro. So, um, not to say any of those other guests didn't, you know, push in, do everything they could, man. We've all been pushing these episodes hard, but sometimes one just catches better than the others, right. I guess, man. It's up to the um, algorithm. I feel like we can only do so much. 100%, bro. And it's just, honestly, it's a game of chance a lot of these times with the yeah. podcast shit. So, um yeah, shout out to uh, Levi Without the Tribe, man, for pushing that and just, you know, helping us get that episode up there. He's a legend for that. Um, that conversation was also super dope. You never know if YouTube's just pushing it because it's a dope conversation, too, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, definitely, if you guys haven't checked that one out yet, make sure you go check it out. But this episode, um, this episode is, I would say, just on par with that one. Oh, yeah. If, if we're being honest. It was a good episode. And I want you guys to pay attention throughout the episode because there's a lot of times when Nick looked at me and I could not help but just like, <laughs> dude. I'm, we're having this serious conversation. He's, he's dressed like that, and I'm yeah. dressed like this. I'm like, dude, what? It's so funny. <laughs> bro, you have no idea. I'd keep looking. I'm like, you can't look at his bra. Don't look at the bra. Don't look at the bra. Don't look at the bra. And then I'm, I'm sitting here the whole episode. I'm I know. Like, trying to make sure it's My like mask covered. kept falling off, and I'm like trying to keep it together. No, that was, it was a really good episode, man. Um, honestly, shout out to, shout out to Botter for coming through, bro. Definitely a great time. Um, let's go ahead and jump into win of the week. Knock win that of the bad week. Boy out, let's man. do it. So, win of the week. This is uh, episode 79, win of the week. Let's go ahead and start us off. Want me no, to start you us go off? first. Okay, yeah. all right, let's go ahead. Um, so, this week is going to be, or this win of the week is going to be something kind of specific to, like, the Jacksonville community. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole week, in my backyard, I've had an air show. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> from, like, I can't even make this shit up, bro. From, like, noon to 4 p.m. every single day this week. The Blue Angels are Blue flying Angels, around in my backyard, jets. and they're so close. You saw them yesterday. I yeah. mean, bro, they're so fucking close. It's like it's you can insane. throw a rocket yeah. at them. Like, they, like you can see into their engines. And it's not just that, bro. You've got like the little planes out there doing cool tricks and stuff, and just like it's something cool to kind of pay attention to whenever you're walking the dogs. That's really mm-hmm. all it is, man. But it's, um, it's honestly, it's a really fun 
like thing just to kind of like look up and see. It's like they're super loud, obviously. Super but, loud, like shaking um, the house loud. I want to, the reason it's my win of the week though is because they do some maneuvers, bro, where it looks like, like they're so close, like we just said, and you can kind of see like the pilots in some of these things or whatever. But the planes, when they fly next to each other, like, how are they, like... So close. Yeah, bro, it's like, it looks like they're, like, 15 feet away from each other. I mean, obviously, I know that they're a little bit more because it's just perception, yeah. but, like, still, bro... But going flying, hundreds of miles an hour? A, a fighter jet, bro. Yeah. Like, essentially, like, you're flying, flying a fucking Blue Angel, like, within 15 feet of another one. I don't know. I Just watching it, bro, it's crazy to yeah. watch, man. Shout out to those boys. It's like, um, you know, that's got to be a difficult occupation for sure, I bet bro. it's fun, though. Oh, 100%. percent got to be fun. got to be You know fun, they love bro. their jobs. got to be fun. <laughs> it's like entertainment, really. You're just yeah. fly, flying jets for entertainment. But um, I'm sure they're, like, ex-military or something like that. Um, no, they're currently in the Navy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, dope. Yeah, that's good Navy, to know. Yeah. Um, Man, fucking fighter jet Joey over here, fucking GI Joe Joey, fucking in this. Video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, but uh, <laughs> fucking Top Gun Joey in this bitch. What? <laughs> Anyways, my win of the week um, is actually that I just got to try some freeze dried candy for the first time. Really? How yeah. was it? Um, I give it like a five out of ten, and it's the win of the week. Well, I got to try it. The okay, fact is okay, that I got because I've always wanted to try it. Good. Okay. Good. So good, I've good. gotten to try it, and I know that I never need to try it again. Yeah. So. <laughs> I tried it too. It wasn't bad. I didn't think it was terrible, but I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't like if I'm at the gas station. I'm not choosing that over. It's you not know. that it's bad. Like the flavor's fine. I'm just big on texture. Like I don't know. It's also, too airy, and you got to like get all your spit in it to make it feel like what no, it was. No, I feel it's you. Like, yeah. I feel you. And <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. I know. <laughs> um, but. You know, all the people that are listening to this episode, obviously this is our Halloween special. Our guest will also be wearing a Halloween costume. And to make it even better, we are ranking our top three favorite Halloween candies at the end of the episode. So make sure you guys stick around for that. Um, let's go ahead and jump right into this thing. Mermaid Man. Mermaid Man. Wake up. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Where are we? Man, this boy is in full character for y'all, man. This episode is going to be dope. Um, all of you guys, make sure you're staying tuned in for this one. Make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys drop a five-star rating on all the platforms you're listening to. Um, let's jump right into it, man. I'm excited. Let's do it. What up, what up, what up, OGs? Happy Halloween. Today we are joined with professional podcaster and moderator, the man himself, Botter Milligan. Ooh, I was hoping I was going to get some air horns. Oh, I yeah. love me a good air horn on a podcast. <laughs> how it goes, bro. This is OG <laughs> Sessions, man. Every guest gets an air horn. Hell yeah. What's up? Man, this is awesome. Dude, how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I feel a little, um, a little betrayed, if I'm being real with you, Nick. And that's because... <laughs> These oranges ain't real. Oh, he's <laughs> like, he's oh, this whole up. time. We're exposed. Damn. They look real, though. Okay. I'm going to tell no, you one No, they do. Thing. They look I'm, mad real. Like, I'm going to tell you one thing, man. Hit it, hit it. You know, once you get to the 20th episode, you stop with the real oranges. I'm no, going to just tell yeah, you that. Right. Because, that's fair. you know, budget, it doesn't, you can't get enough oranges. It doesn't fit in the budget, bro. And it I don't even last. like oranges, so I'm not going to eat them, you know? No way. <laughs> yeah, I don't like oranges. <laughs> Really? No way. Yep. So I, I would have never even picked them up. They could have been real this whole time. I would have never known because I ain't going to pick them up. You're right. Look, uh, yeah, to carve out a, a orange budget is insanely Florida. That's like almost too Florida. You're uh, like, come on, an orange budget? <laughs> no, a hundred percent, bro. That's a good point. Um, so let's go ahead and address the uh, costumes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, me and Joe, you guys heard in the intro, Bar Mermaid Man, Barnacle Boy, Botter. Who are you, brother? Dude, I'm in my Sunday best. I'm I'm Hercule from Dragon Ball. I didn't even have to say let's that. Let's fucking most go. Oh, give me that. 
Yeah. All right, I'm Hercule from Drag Mall Z, a.k.a. the world champion, all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Air horns all day. <laughs> that yeah, is man. so dope, bro. Yeah, and it, you can tell right off the rib, too. You rock that character, bro. I appreciate it, man. I, I wore this for the first time to a um a GAM event. Uh, it's this local uh, a com- a charity company that's... Uh, based around like video games, and they used to do this, these huge parties every year. And one year they did a, uh, and it was themed after a different um, video game franchise. And one year they did it after Dragon Ball Z. And I showed up in Hercule, and I had the time of I like really got into character. I was like hoarse the next morning because the character does a lot of yelling. He's very braggadocious. You know, he'd be he'd make for a great podcast uh, uh, host if he was real. You know. <laughs> That's so funny. The world champion, Hercule, Mr. Zane. Yeah. What do you mean if he was really sitting right there? What are you talking about, bro? He's here. I appreciate it. That's yeah. funny, bro. Um, you're a big comic book guy. Like that's oh, like yeah, you, that's your passion for sure, man. And um, it's super cool to you know watch a, the steps you made with your podcast, which is um. Quick shout out. That's the short box. Yes, sir. The short box podcast. Short box podcast. And you're in in. I mean, honestly, bro, I've done some deep diving with that pod. Like, you have got some, you've done some time in this game, bro. Oh, for sure. Um, it is insane. And just watching your episodes, though, you're such a great host. Um, you can tell that you've definitely uh, got experience with this shit. And, um, yeah, dude, shout out to you, bro. I love listening to your podcast, man. It's really, really something cool. The compliments are genuine, and I'm genuinely like, yo, thank you. But also, sitting in front of Barnacle, man. <laughs> <laughs> Barnacle Boy and Star Man is insane. So it means even more, right? Yeah, it is. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really living my childhood dream. All right. <laughs> what got you into podcasting? Like, what was that big step that you're like, okay, let me let me start this podcast? Okay. Yeah. So I'd have to flash back to like 2011, 2012, when I first started like hearing about podcasts. Like the first podcast I ever listened to was a uh, comic book one done by Kevin Smith. Um, he had one called Fat Man on Batman. And all he would talk about is Batman. He would interview like famous Batman writers, um, like the people that created the the cartoon, the movies. Like all he would do is talk Batman. So that was one of the first one I ever heard. And the other one was called uh, Juan Epstein. It was like the first hip hop podcast ever, and it was done by um, uh, Peter Rosenberg and DJ Cypher Sounds. Um, and it was you know those are like the two things I love the most: hip hop and comic books. So they got my start, but. Around that time, I was also working at a comic book shop here in town, and it was myself and my best friend, Drew. We both worked the shop. We worked for, like, store credit. We didn't work for, like, money at all. It was just store credit. (laughs) And so we got to know, like, a lot of the customers that came in, and there was one customer in particular. His name is Walter Gant, a.k.a. at the time, we called him Hip Hop because he was the most... He just exuded hip hop. He was cool as hell. He had, like, an encyclopedic knowledge of just everything, sports, uh, movies, comic books, obviously, hip-hop. Like, he was just so cool. So anytime me and Drew were working together, Walt would kind of come into the shop while we were working. And we would have, like, conversations for, like, two, three, four hours. Like, we would close down the shop, and we would just, like, hang out in front of the store for hours just talking. And Walt started doing podcasting with another group of friends. It was like a, it was like a, a comedy podcast about, like, their work lives. Like, you know, just blowing steam after, like... They'd record on Friday, so it'd be funnier because it'd be like after a wild work week, it was him and his co-host. They would share like the craziest stories from work. So they had that podcast going and the guy that ran it and the, the name of that podcast was called the um, the Side Hustle. So that was like my third podcast I listened to because Walt was on it. And I, they to me, they were like the funniest people ever. Um, and they were good friends, too. Well, the guy who ran it named Scott, who owned the equipment. Uh, he was in a band, so he had like all this audio equipment in his uh, in his garage, which looked like a barn. 
So he would record his podcast out of there and he offered Walt like, hey, if you want to like do a podcast of your own, like, you know, the equipment's here, you know, I'll show you how to do it. And Walt came to me and drew with the idea of like, hey, we should do this podcast thing. We should talk comic books and, you know, music because that's all we would ever talk anyways. So in uh, in the summer of 2012, like we we started just recording, like we just recorded a bunch of episodes. We had no direction whatsoever. They were terrible. And then in December 12, December 12, 2012, we published our first episode ever. So to answer long story short, to answer your question, it was like me finding out about podcasts and like this medium. And, you know, it was still like really new. Like I was only a me and a handful of people that I knew even heard of podcasts mm-hmm. and then just the right opportunity, you know, like our best friend was already doing a show that we loved and we had an opportunity to kind of do something like it. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it just, everything kind of fit together. Yeah. That's, that's cool. super interesting, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 2012. That's yeah. like, that's dude, that, like, think about that, bro. I mean, that's, that you've been podcasting for a minute, bro. Yeah. And I, that was the short box that you, yeah, know, it was the short box. That's and, so cool. This and you know, man, it, we were so gung ho about just, at least me and Drew were so gung ho about recording, you know, having the opportunity to get in front of mics and record we hadn't even planned anything. I remember like Scott walking in and he was like, all right, you press record here, you know, watch your levels here. You know, I've never been in front of a mic. I didn't know what a mixer was. And he was like, oh, by the way, what's the name of y'all show? And we hadn't even discussed the show. Like we were so, we were putting the, you know, what, what is the cart in front of the horse? We were so excited just to do it. We were like, uh, and I remember looking around and I, I it's kind of hazy now, the details, but I think I looked at Walt. And I might have said the short box. And I looked around just to make sure everything was cool. And everyone was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So that what, that's what we ran with, you know. So that was kind of like the origin of the what short box. What does a short box mean? Like, what, okay. what does that mean to you? Good question. Because in hindsight, when I think about after all these years of things I could have maybe done better in the beginning. I think name, I maybe would have chosen a different name. One that's a little more easier to understand. Oh, that's, that's comic books. Or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but a short box is something that all comic collectors know what it is. It's, it's, it's just a white cardboard box that you hold your comic books in. They come in different sizes. A short box holds maybe 100. Then there's a long box, which will hold, you know, two to 400, I, th- I think, depending on if you got them back and boarded. So, you know, it was the first thing that came to mind, but it's so niche. Like, you got to be in yeah. the, uh, you know, you got to at least have collected comics to have bought a short box, you True. know? So comic fans know what it is off the rip, and they kind of like, oh, that's a nice little nod. But usually I've got to explain it to like the general, you know, right. general audience. Like me and Nick. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. about Nick. I don't really but, but, read comics But like to be that. fair, it doesn't scream like, hey, I'm a guy. It's not like right. the Marvel show, you know, whatever exactly. it is. So, but that's how ingrained we were with like the culture then. We were working at a shop, you know, like we lived and breathed it. We didn't even care to get paid. We just liked being around it and, you know, talking about it. And at the time that we were working in the shop, it was like a crazy renaissance for comic books, especially mm-hmm. like independent comic books. Because a lot of people, when they think comics, they think the Marvel comics, the DC comics. But there's like a, there's some, some of the best comic books are indie created. Like, you know, that folks that aren't attached to these big brands that are telling their stories, creating original characters. And at that time, uh, a, a different publisher called Image Comics was going through a crazy renaissance where they were, every month they were dropping a new book that was amazing. You know, a, amazing art really well written, you know, original stories like anyone could get into. Like we were seeing a lot of like new blood coming to the shop that didn't care for the superhero stuff that just wanted like good comics. Mm -hmm. So like it was just such a good amalgam at that time of working in a shop, you know, exciting new comic books coming out. And then, you know, me and at that time I had just graduated high school. So I was kind of like just getting into the world, you know, like going out and meeting people and stuff like that. Do Do you think you still have the same passion 
as you did back then, <laughs> like when four comics. And- it's really hard. It's I, I just came back from New York Comic Con last weekend. And that was like a jolt of energy where I was like, wow, I forgot how much I, I really do love this at the base. But after you've been doing it so long and, you know, like, I, I mean, I've got other interests. I think because I've, I've made comic books kind of like my work, it doesn't have the same, you know. True. It doesn't have the same, um, I don't know, like it doesn't have the same innocence or appeal as it was when I was young, where right. I wasn't worrying about, you know, lining up interviews, having to read to talk about books. And, you know, like, and just life happens too. You know, like reading comic books isn't a priority. You know, it's just like reading a book. You make time for it because you like doing it, but it's not always a priority. And and as I've gotten busier, it's just gotten harder to read. I've really got to be conscious about, okay, you know, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't come natural yeah, anymore, yeah, but sure. I do still love the medium a lot. And I, I think podcasting has made me appreciate it much more than just like a fan. Like I've gotten to interview like, some like just creative ass. Am I allowed to? This, I can of course, bro, say what yeah. you want. <laughs> I've interviewed some of the like most creative motherfuckers in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. writers and yeah. especially artists. Like the way they see things, and you know, it's it's funny how like a lot of artists I've met are just very shy. But the stuff they put on the paper is wild. It'll yeah. blow your mind, and you're like, "Wow, you're the shyest, most you know tame person I've ever met." So it's made me appreciate it as like an art form. I really do view comic books like as an art form. And it, to me, it's like the best way to tell a story. You're telling a story with visuals too. You know, it's like enjoying a painting and a really good book together when it's done right. To me, it like it scratches both of those where it's like engaging mentally, but also visually stimulating. And sometimes, you know, maybe the story isn't as good, but the art is amazing. And I love art. I've always loved art as a kid. I, I drew, I, I worked in a, in a museum as a museum guard for a little bit. What? Like art has That's always crazy. been that my thing. Cool. Yeah. What museum was it? What kind of museum? <laughs> I worked at the uh, Cumberland Museum as a uh, museum guard. I like to think we were just like paid witnesses. You know, like we were really <laughs> <laughs> paid witnesses. What do you mean? <laughs> we were witnessing. You know, I was like a college kid. I wasn't going to stop knowing from you know, like stealing yeah, artwork. Right, I was going to yeah, tell sure. someone like, excuse yeah. me, 911. Yeah, someone's stealing art. Yeah, yeah, the museum guard's calling you. Did it ever happen? No, not at all. It, it was like, it was such a tame museum. Yeah. The Cumberland Museum was a, one of the best jobs I ever had. It was a fantastic place. And it really got me thinking about you know, just art in a different way and appreciating it. When you work in a museum and, you know, and just surround, I mean, I was working 20, 25 hours a week uh, doing school, but, you know, there was no way it didn't rub off on me. You know, I'd, I would work uh, events where like world famous artists would come in. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm just like a, a punk college kid. I didn't care. I was like, yeah. I should be out and about right now. It's a Friday night. But, you know, that stuff, um, just the things I got exposed to, like the people and you know, just the, the people that come in to appreciate the art, you know, our, our customers and our guests, you know, it just made me appreciate art in a different way. Yeah, I like that, bro. And you've been podcasting for now for over a decade. Mm. Is there anything Good looking God. back? Like I know just for me in these past two years of us doing this podcast, it's like I've learned so many things and I wish I could go back and kind of like maybe not like I wouldn't change anything about the journey, but I would definitely go back and um, maybe like tweak some things or something like I wish I had done differently that maybe mm-hmm. would have just made the show at a be at a different point right now yeah um is there anything that you would change about your show oh my god do we got another three-hour podcast we can actually start a podcast <laughs> called things i would change about my 12 years in- <laughs> <laughs> no there, there's definitely a, a lot of things i would i would do but you know what they say man some you know everything happens for a reason and the road that where i'm at now in my career is because of all those things but in hindsight and and especially seeing how fast like 
or where podcasting in general is today and how easy it is. As far as the barrier entry, there's nothing that easy about podcasting. If you want to be good, it's not that easy. But like some of the tools that are out, the, the way you can make certain processes flow quicker, you know, it took me a long time to just like kind of embrace technology. You know, I was, you know, for the longest time, I want to say for the first six years of that podcast of the short box, I was editing my shows, if you can even call it editing. I, I wouldn't. Where I'm at now, not at all. I was doing making my podcast in Windows Movie Maker. And not even, and I remember it was like the XP version, you know, like Windows XP version of Windows Movie Maker. Even though I had like maybe Windows 9 or 10, I would purposely go to XP because it was so bare basic and I didn't want to learn editing. And then eventually I got into like Audacity and then I got into production and you know what I'm saying? So I, I would, I think to answer your question, it would be learning the technology, like learning technology quicker, like adopting it faster and, and making, making it easier to create podcasts where maybe if I had adopted better technology early on, I could have like really increased, you know, gotten our production to where it needed to be to maybe where it was a little more respectable and it didn't feel like such a hobby thing. And, um, you know, and just like work process wise, I think I would have dedicated a little more time when I had the energy and the time to like just focus on it to make it better. And like it honestly, it took until um, like the pandemic and working from home full time because I was lucky enough to where I, you know, I shifted into working from home full time. So I, you know, like I had more time to be at home and, and learn, you know, watch YouTube videos about production. I don't know. I, I, it's because we started transitioning to remote interviews and I didn't like the sound of my first remote in- interview. I just, I hated it. I was like, man, this sounds terrible. And it forced me to like look up different techniques to make it better. And then I was like, well, I guess I can make this better while I'm at it. I guess I can, you know, do some, <laughs> do some just basic ass, uh, you know, editing. But now I'm really into production. But now it just takes a while because I'm so addicted to it. And I think, you know, I should have just kind of learned it early on. No, dude, I totally agree. And like with me, I'm not going to lie. There's certain processes with this podcast shit where I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. And like, I'll go look up certain things or I'll look up like on YouTube how to do this easier, how to like maybe make this happen a little bit quicker. And it's just, I mean, with, if you want your podcast to come out crisp in the way you want it, like for me, I'm such a, I'm like, I'm so OCD with this shit. So it's like, for me, I'm, when I'm editing a podcast, it's like, if there's a part that I don't want in there, or there's a part that like, I'll make, I'll figure out a way to make it fit. Oh, for sure. You know, and I'll make it flow. It'll take three hours for me to find like a good transition or transition point in the, episode. I have constructed like full on sentences out of like, cause I'm like, I don't yeah. like the way I worded that. And I know I can cut these words and it'll be smoother. <laughs> like I've. And that's what I'm saying is that just kind of my my nature is I'm a very kind of over analytical overthinking. So my editing sometimes takes longer than it maybe should be. But I just got to think a little more about your your question and like some of the bigger because I've got a bunch of like small little, you know, uh, tips and things I would change. But I'm thinking like macro level. And I think maybe just early on, not seeing it so much as just a local thing. I think I really looked at like podcasting as something small. Like I was only doing it for my friends, maybe some of the people that were uh, that came into that shop would want to check it out. I was thinking real small, like just Jacksonville only. And then when I started thinking about it, like, well, that's the beauty of podcasting is anyone around the world can hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I started, I think when I started seeing like, um, you know, emails and, and letters come in from people like in different states, and then eventually like, you know, uh, hell, like this year, you know. There was this uh, dude from New Zealand that ended up joining the, I think his name is Matt Godwin. Shout out to Matt Godwin. But 
you know, like I just started seeing our reach expand. And that's when I started thinking bigger of like, okay, let me really like take this a little serious. I I wish I would have taken it serious earlier on, you know, because really early on, it was just so hyper focused on just this, you know, just a thing I do with my friends. Yeah. But now I look at the industry and it's like, holy moly, you know, some people are, this is their full time job. You know, we were talking about like Joe Rogan deals and Spotify exclusives and how it is a legit industry i went out to podcast movement um in denver the the big podcast conference over the summer and you know it's like amazon is there spotify is there you know like the biggest um uh, roadcaster is there like all these big companies and i'm like man podcasting all for podcasting when i started you know i i had to tell people oh that purple icon on your iphone yeah that's that's a podcast app and there's things that you know there's shows on there you can listen to you know what I'm saying? Now it's like, like no way. Bro, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Never clicked on that. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I mean, that's how I still like. There's still people out there that when you mm. say podcast, they don't understand. Like they've heard it before, but they don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And it's, you, it's nowhere near as bad as like before. I'm oh, telling. No, no, for sure. And I think like I, j- I think it's incredible that. I mean, you're back. The dude, twelve years ago, or what was it? Would it be twelve? No, eleven years ago that you yeah. started the podcast. I mean, it's like, bro, that is. That's such early days. Like, no one knows about podcasts at that point. Yeah. Like, it's so small. And, and I think that that's definitely why I thought about it small, yeah, too. Exactly. It's because I felt like everyone, I, it was, like, such a tight-knit group. Like, hey, do you know what podcasts are? Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? It was, like, there wasn't that many people that knew what we were doing. I had to, like, show a lot of folks and kind of just wait for, you know, that to change. And now, you know, now when we do, like, these uh, Jack's Podcast meetups and I get to meet, like, new or aspiring podcasters, it's like, man, you are... You know, I, I had to wait for the industry to kind of like catch up or advance and get to this point. Like you're in a good spot because the barrier entry is kind of low and, you know, you got to you got to leg up for sure. You know, I had to go find, you know, these these listeners. Do you think that it's more difficult to enter the podcast industry when you entered it or when or right now? I guess not not barrier to entry because that would obviously right now. But would do you think that it is uh, more challenging to grow a bigger show entering the industry now versus whenever mm. you started. Man, uh, I think they both have like their, their, their perks and, and down. I think right now it's like oversaturated, right? So it's like, it's almost like a joke now. Like everyone's got a podcast, right? Everyone's got a podcast. Your cousin's got a podcast. Everyone thinks they've got something to say. So right now it's like oversaturated. So now, so, you know, it, how do you stand out from a sea of millions? And I think that's when you start seeing shows that just take, you know, the low hanging fruit or, you know, they've got to like go viral or something. So it could be challenging now, even though it's easier to get into podcasting, you know, you, you can record a podcast from your phone and upload it, you know, everywhere pretty easy. But it's how do you get in front of, you know, how do you stand out? And then if you look, when I first started, it's like, the bear entry was extremely hard. You know, I definitely didn't have any money for any good equipment. And the good equipment was like just kind of seen for music production. So it was really expensive. It wasn't like no cheap podcast specific mics or, you know, a little mix, you know, things that built for podcasters. It was all like, you know, considered just general music equipment, recording equipment. Like stuff for full concerts. Yeah. yeah and there, there was like no bus route for you to throw an episode on and put it on Apple and Spotify before. Damn, I sound so old now. I'm like before back in my day, (laughs) you know, like I had to write, you know, I had to host it on a website and I had to like update RSA. It was like so complicated. It was a a lot of steps, but if I had a little bit of marketing uh, savviness to me and, you know, I maybe kind of took it a little more serious. I think I really could have established, you know, um, 
as being like maybe one of the earliest and most dominant comic podcasts. But I didn't see it that way. I didn't think like larger national scale. It was just like a small thing that it was really hard to do. So, you know, I didn't take it serious. It was like, all right, well, if I can get to it this week in between classes or the bars, I'll do it. But, you know, but now it's like, no, I got to. This is something I take real serious. But I think, and, and one more caveat to all of that, regardless if you started back then or now, I think it really comes down, it boils down to your to your goals. Like, what does success mean to you in podcasting? And that's something that you've got to define yourself. So that could be something as small as like, I just want to get, you know, my message out there. Or I'm trying to get, you know, two, uh, 10,000 downloads every episode. Or I'm trying to get these brand deals and make money off it. There's such a wide array of, of goals that you can have in podcasting. And depending on which one means the most to you, that's going to drive like your priorities and how you tackle things and, you know, how, how you move in podcasting. It really comes down to what does success look like for you? Why are you going to spend all this time and money and investment into doing this thing? Like, what, what do you hope to get out of it? And it doesn't have to be money or downloads. It could be something therapeutic that you do. You're like, hey, I enjoy this. I like sitting with my friends. I don't care who listens. You know, more power to you. That You might have an easier life doing this podcasting thing. But when you start trying to treat it like a business or something professional, like it's going to take some time and money. And you want to, you know, save as much of that as you can by defining what do I, what am I trying to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Thousand percent, bro. Amen to that. That was good. That was, <laughs> well, that was, can I get an air horn on that, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all day, all day. But dude, what's crazy is like, I mean, he he finds a way to formulate the words of, like, all the struggles that go into, like, yeah. being a podcaster, yeah. bro. Because it's, like, just the little thing. Like, I always think about that as well. Like, the question I just asked you, where is it? Would it be easier back in the day or, or you know, versus right now? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, there wasn't, like, Anchor or, or Buzzsprout or any uh, of these, like, places where you can just upload your podcast and it goes to all these different listening platforms every mm-hmm. week. Like, you had to go on there and... Yeah, you had to, to do some. And- you had to do some technical. At least the the route I took. I, I don't know if that's true for everyone that started that early, but the route I took was very technical. It was like, and I had a web guy that was like he had a fa- like he had a family. He was just doing this on the side, so it was it wasn't his priority. And you know, it it was difficult trying to align schedules with him. And if I fucked up the website, you know, like it would. If I fucked up the website, there would be no podcast anywhere. So I'd have to work with him. It was a lot of technical loopholes. Versus now, it's like, it's not that hard to, you know, build a Buzzsprout, you know, profile and upload your episode, and then you don't have to worry. Before, I had to, like, all right, is it on Apple? And there was a time where it was only on Apple, and Spotify didn't have pod. Yeah, there was a, damn, oh my god, I'm old as fuck. Yeah, you're getting old, man. I'm so old, there was, I remember a time (laughs) when Spotify didn't have podcasts, you know? Like, there was no directory for it. That's insane, Um, bro. But yeah, man, I, yeah. I got a question for both of you. Oh, damn, there's something you said. Good. Well, if it comes up after okay. this question, um, I want you to answer first. What do you want out of this podcast? Oh, I feel like I'm watching. Like I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. <laughs> and like I just like, well, I mean, not like, face okay. each other. Like you spent <laughs> you spent over fifty hours this week editing this podcast. What do you what want do out you of this? Want from this? <laughs> We're like, what, what's your this? main goal? Like, okay. Damn, that's such a deep question. I think honestly, like. It's so funny because it changes. Like, in the beginning, what you want from it is, like, so different from what you want. Like, I mean, it always changes. I think right now, all I want is just to... In the in the early days, it was to be doing this full-time. Mm-hmm. But I think now, like, my goal for this podcast is just to literally just bring, like, honest conversations and give out free game to listeners, bro. Yeah. Like, it sounds corny, but, like, the amount of 
like people when people come up to us in the street or when people like message us on Instagram, whatever, and they're like, like, yo, that last mm. episode like was actually really helpful for me. Like I'm an illustrator. I'm like, you know, trying to get into the UFC or whatever it is, bro. Yeah. And it's like some people just hit me up and they're like, yo, that was the best like hour long podcast I've listened to this week or something. And like then that, on you know? 4th of July when we're just going down the road and you got people screaming OGs because we're just going yeah. down. I just I love that. I love when we get noticed. 100 percent, bro. It just makes you feel like you're. And it, honestly, like it's, I heard this quote a while back and I think I posted it as an Instagram caption a while back too. It's, um, I used to dream of being at the table and now I'm bringing something to it. Mm. So it's like some of these guys, like, like Seti Hendricks for an example, or even some of these, like, you know, like Trey Waters or, or any of these big brands or whatever it is, bro. It's like these guys would never even, there would have never been an opportunity freaking Botter. It's like, I would have never met Botter. This, this podcast, this conversation would have never happened. Probably would have never even met him my whole life, bro. We right. live in the same city um, without this podcast. So it's like connections like that um, are really like what I want to keep getting out of this podcast. Like I'm getting the full extent of this podcast, I feel like right now. And I just mm-hmm. want to keep going harder so that, you know, this just continues to happen down the road. And if it could be my full-time job one day, like, don't get me wrong, bro. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Yes, sir. Because that just means that this podcast and these episodes are going to get that much better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um so, I, think, yeah. I think all podcasters would be lying to you if they said that their goal wasn't to do this full time. Because, I mean, what's better than just, you know, hopping on the mics and talking about whether it be with your friends or a subject you're passionate about? You know, like what's what is better than that? At least to me, that is like, yeah, that'd be a great full time job. I love a good conversation. Bro. Yeah. One thousand percent. Like there's a lot of conversations where me and like episodes on this pod where, you know, afterwards we finish it up, and we hit, you know, Mm-hmm. we turn off the mics or whatever and we're on and I'm like dude that conversation like I could have kept going for another three hours I swear it's like I love having the new conversation every day it's like so refreshing meeting somebody that you never thought you would have ever met like there's oh, yeah. no chance like in regular life you run and cross paths with somebody and you'll never know like when a guest will come in and you guys actually have a lot of things in common and right. they actually teach you something new or like you learn something that's like really helpful for you and your grind or whatever it is and we always try to share free game with like the people the audience that are listening as well but um i mean people the audience never get to see what happens off the mics bro like the guests like you were here for like almost half an hour before we started this most of the time some of our guests will stay they won't play mad they'll do some shit it's like bro there's, <laughs> bro, there's times you had guests like i'm like bro did you bring a sleeping bag you know what i'm saying yeah, it's like, we're going to get well. dinner after this yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like bro those, some of those connections man it's just like without this podcast like none of that's happening you know yeah what do you want out of yours i think right now my focus has been on trying to like grow a business but also trying to just establish myself as like a professional like i know i'm a professional like I, i i do this thing very seriously i've gotten paid like gigs to host and moderate but i want to like definitely just build on the brand that i like i've made but and i also like to be like um I guess I won't say notoriety, but also to be like respected by my peers and people that I look up to in this space. You know, I, I want it to be known like, hey, I've done this. I'm here. I know a thing or two. Um, but also opportunities, too. Like I mentioned last weekend, I got to go to New York Comic Con. Um, I got to do a panel. It was my first time in New York Comic Con. And then on top of it, I got to like do a panel with like some fellow uh, comic book podcasters that I really respect. Like that opportunity wouldn't have come unless I had like this vehicle, like this thing of mine. So lately it's been like, it's been opportunities and the ability to like get content to share with like, you know, with my, my audience, my listeners, the fans that have like stuck through it. And, you know, I want to bring them like fresh perspectives. You know, I, I want to be the vehicle for them to, Oh, you, you know, you may have never, you might not ever be able to go to New York comic con. I'm going to go and share that experience with you. You know, I'm going to go on your behalf. I'm represent for the short box and, you know, do these cool things and, and bring that back to like, you know, to the people. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. bro. Yeah. That's good. 
And with that, I feel like we're trying to do that same kind of concept with like OG sessions on the road, bro. And it's like we get inspired, but when we see like guys like yourself or you've done all these like live shows and stuff like that. And like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of the things you've done with your podcast where it's like, I mean, we dream about doing some of this shit, man. And it's like, I feel like you should kind of have that credit. I don't know why some peers wouldn't already kind of give you that credit. Um, but I guess it could always like, you know, you can always expand your, your well, I, I guess network. I'm thinking now is like just bigger than just like comic podcast because like, you know, put the comics aside. It's still a lot of work to make a show, right? Like it's like the way I, I, I treat interviews. I'm very serious. I do a lot of research, the notes, the production, you know, like I do this with a team. It's not just me for the record. It's like me and my team, right? Like I've had, you know, some through the podcast, my co have become like some of my closest friend, like their family. Um, so you know, like, I'm not just a comic book podcaster. It's like, no, I, I professionally podcast. I know how to do this. I've started, like, I've given back to the community. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to just elevate just, like, podcasting as a medium and, and really put it on the map and in the sense of, like, Jax, which I feel like has such a strong and an awesome podcast community. And that was one thing, like, a big takeaway I had going to Denver for the big podcast movement was just thinking about all the people I've met here, like yourself, a lot of the other people in the Jax Podcasters group, um, and just try to like build up the industry here. So I think I'm really trying to pivot from just being like, oh, he's the host of, of this comic book podcast to more like, oh, wow, he's like a, a spokesperson and a champion for podcasting and, and getting that, you know, uh, making the barrier entry even easier and, and helping people and, you know, trying to build a community and, you know, get the industry taken serious. I think that's what I'm trying to do. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I, I think you're doing that very well. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. Thank in you. a minute, I want to get into talking about the uh, JPU, Jack's Podcast Unite and everything like that, bro. I think, I mean, I'm obviously part of that club. That is just the, it is such a, like, that is what I look forward to whenever, yeah, like, yeah. it's, you know, because you do it quarterly, right? Yeah, once a quarter. Yeah, so I want to talk about that in a minute, but I got a few more questions about, um, <laughs> like, obviously you mentioned you're a professional podcaster. Um, I saw a statistic not that long ago, and it was um, 98%, I believe, of podcasts don't make it past episode 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's that always blows my mind. Why do yeah. you think that is? Oh, because they realize, like, wow, this is uh, very thankless. <laughs> <laughs> they realize, oh, this is pretty difficult, you know? And, and, I, and I think it's you start seeing when you don't see, you know, a bunch of listeners – you start really kind of questioning, like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this just for myself? And I think when people realize, like, I guess I could be using this time for something else or it doesn't quite hit or it's not a get-rich, you know, scheme or not scheme, but I think in, the, in recent years when people have seen, like, the Joe Rogan, the Joe Budden podcast and, and you know, Call Her Daddy deals and they see the, all this money attached, I think in the, in the last couple of years, and maybe not so much now, but especially when, like, the pandemic was going on lockdown we were seeing like podcasts really like pop off and live shows everywhere i think a lot of people felt like oh there's money in here like uh, it's got to be easy to do let me just uh, get, these guys are just talking behind a mic i can do that me and my friends are funny yeah we can make millions off it and then they realized like no this is uh that's like the very rare like top one percent of podcasts are doing this full-time and making that type of money this is very difficult you know this is very time consuming especially if you want it to be good like i said if you want your podcast to be good, to feel like a show that it's going to take some work, like consistent work. Consistency is it. It's a, it's a lot harder than it sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like consistency requires some work. So I think when people like just start realizing like, Oh man, it, yeah, I think a lot of folks hit that fork in the road where it's like, do I want to use the time for something else? Family, friends, just, you know, having fun. Or do I want to like stay dedicated to something that isn't that might not ever pop off right that that is thankless you know i don't know how many people are listening you know i'm not 
seeing, you know, I'm not hearing from folks, you know, you start feeling like, am I just talking in an empty void? And that can be like demoralizing at times. And I don't blame anyone that's like, eh, this ain't for me. So I think that's like some of the big reasons. I think the, just the reality of podcasting and what it takes to like build a show and build an audience it's it takes years you know yeah and you speak on the expectation part too like i think what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of people are famous before they've started their podcast mm. so that plays a huge role in it too like For you sure. see like joe joe rogan joe budden like some of these guys like you mentioned it's like um i mean they already had millions of people like they could promote you know a yeah. freaking glass of water and you're gonna go buy it because it's just it's them and the so, most z-list you know guests that either one of those podcasts would have you know if you call him zealous would be like difficult as hell for us to get like oh, just the sure. average joe you know what i'm saying yeah. that'd be a big deal for us mm-hmm. but to them to like these guys like that's in their rolodex you know they know their public their publicist knows their publicist you know they're in the industry so they've already got a leg up they're famous already you know what i'm saying and I think the biggest piece of advice would be never compare your podcast to no. somebody else's, bro. Hell like, no. You cannot do that in this game. It's just, it's do, dangerous, bro. I know, I know podcasters or, or people that have podcasts where their numbers are insanely good, like just strong numbers. And, you know, it's the most like niche topic. And you're like, wow. Like, yeah, I guess it makes sense that you're killing it because you're the only one in the space. They're killing it, but they're, they don't, they're not making any brand money. They're not doing sponsorships. They're not doing ads. On the other hand, I know podcasts that like aren't performing nearly as strong, but they've positioned themselves, they've marketed themselves, you know, like that the sense of perception and they've got deals. They, you know, they're a little more marketable. They've got like that business mindset. You know, to me, podcasting is just a vehicle to tell your story or tell, tell someone else's story. Like, you know, it, it requires a lot of other work to like make money off of it. Um, and, it, you know, and that's something I would like the short box is. I've always like seeked out opportunities. I don't think like money has, has ever been like the forefront. Cause I just know in, in comic books, you know, I, I've talked to so many writers and artists and I know they're not millionaires. So I know the industry isn't like lucrative like that, but I, I'm always like, well, maybe I can go to this convention and meet, you know, a, a hero or an idol of mine or someone I really like, or, you know, someone that I know the fans and listeners would appreciate. And, you know, there goes a trip to New York. There goes, a, you know, a, you know, a trip to, uh, to San Diego Comic Con, and you know, like these experiences that I want to go do, but I also don't want to pay. And maybe there's a way for me to, like, you know, do that through the podcast. Mm-hmm. For sure, hundred percent, bro. What do you think is, um... aka, free shit is my priority. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> true. Honestly, what do you think is the uh, best way to make money from oh. a podcast? Seeking out sponsorships on your own. I've had, uh, I've had the same sponsor. Gotham City Limit, best comic shop here in Jacksonville, Florida, right? Premier comic shop in Jackson. And I don't even say that. At, obviously, you hear from me is like, you biased motherfucker. But they just won two awards. They won an award for best specialty shop in Florida and then a, a Jacksonville specific one. Like, they're a great comic shop and they've been a sponsor for us for the last, I don't know, four or five years. And that's because I've built that relationship. Before I even asked him for money, big shout out to Ben Kingsbury, he already knew about the podcast. You know, I was. I focused more so on the content and community building because I had a feel because I wasn't pressed for money. I, you know, I, I work a full time job and I think that's a benefit is that I didn't have to. This wasn't my full time thing. I wasn't like starving for money so I could just focus on making a good show and building a community. And by the time I was like ready where I was like, OK, maybe I should seek out a sponsorship. I've been doing this for a long time. You know, equipment's getting expensive, like podcast bills is getting expensive. You know, these are things I don't really want to pay for on top of just being alive. 
So <laughs> I started just being so fast. Like damn. No, he's he's like correct, bro. Yeah, I could just said adult true. being adult, but but by the time I got to and I was shopping at Ben's at, at the shop, I'd you know, stop in on my lunch break, you know, got to know him. And eventually, you know, he knew I did podcasting, but he had people coming up to him asking him, Hey, do you know about this short box man? If you don't, you should know. And he's like, actually he chops here. By the time I was I, like I approached him one day, I was like, Hey, how about we do something together? You know, I'll, I'll do an ad for you or an ad read. And it's been beautiful since. And that is how I've approached all my sponsorships is like uh, going directly to them, like having that connection, letting them see a face, um, you know, and building that rapport right there, like negotiating my own deals. And, and really, I, I think also if you're seeking sponsorships, if it's a brand or company that you, you can almost bank that they might not know anything about podcasting or downloads or things like that. Sometimes you got to do a little handholding because your point, the expectation is that a brand or company is partnering. They want a Joe Rogan. They want to see like millions of downloads and, you know, have viral crazy things pop off that they can be attached to. And that's not the reality. And sometimes you've got to explain that to a brand or company that like, Hey, here's how it really works. And here's how I can help you and being fully honest and realistic, you know, like here's my numbers, but you know, for us, it made sense for for Ben because it's like we're 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 the home team, and we're going to talk. We're talking about comics. He sells comics. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. It makes so much sense. And I shopped there, so there was like some uh, some honesty to it as well. So it just made sense. Um, even like other brands that I've worked with too, it just had to make sense. You know, I had to be using their their product or whatever it is, or it just had to make sense. Period. And it would be nice if I got to know the person, right? You know, like someone that I could call or, or chat about things with. And I've been pretty fortunate going the face to face route. Now, granted, you're going to get a lot of no's going that face to face route, and it takes like some time. But I think it's it's much more rewarding. And I think you get instead of like fly by night deals or like you know, well, for every you know, use our discount code and you get a cut of that. It's like, nah, I get to kind of build the deal that I want. If I want cash and I just ask for cash, if I want, you know, something else, then, you know, we, we figure it out, maybe a promo swap or whatever. I think having control and, and being the, the person that makes these deals and seeks out these companies makes sense. And I would also advise looking in your own backyard too. You know, even if it wasn't, uh, at Ben, uh, at Gotham, you know, I, I would still go seek out a, a local comic shop, you know, cause and even if it's not comic books, if like, let's say you talk about, I don't know, dogs, like think about like your, the, the companies in your backyard that deal with your subject matter that you can go link up with, you know, like to have to build that hometown kind of presence and, you know, just work with someone in your backyard, I think says a lot. Yeah. Keep it I local. I totally agree, bro. Cause you always want to help local business. Obviously. Yeah, true. Cause when you start like expanding out national, now you are competing with like others. And you know, sometimes it's just better to like look in your, in your backyard and see how you can help someone, you know, like someone local as well. Like it's a good trade off me and like Ben, I'm helping him like get customers and, you know, introduce people to like what he does. And he gets introduced to like, you know, our listeners and he's got an online store too. So even if someone listening in whatever, uh, New York is like, well, I, I can't shop there. Well, technically you can. So, you know, it just made sense. I, I would say think local but national at the same time. If you can merge those two, yeah. I think you're in a good place. Have you ever had anybody reach out to you for sponsorships or is it always you, like, seeking? No, I've, I've definitely had uh, been, like, courted with, like, sponsorship deals. But um, sometimes they're just not the right fit. And then other times it's, like, the usual run-of-the-mill, like, 
you know, five bucks to have our ad play or do an ad read. And I just don't, I just don't got time for that. Cause I, I do like to put the listener experience <clears throat> at the forefront. I don't want my, you know, I don't want my show to look like a walking bill or I guess an audio billboard, you know, like bro. if I'm going to have an ad or a sponsorship on there, it's, it's got to make sense. It's got to be something that like, you know, I, I, I believe in. And you a want lot to of, work for the brand as much as you want it to work for you. Like, you yeah. want them to also get a, like, a benefit out of it so they keep continuing to work with you. And if you can tell, like, yeah, my audience, you know your audience better than anybody. If you know that they're not going to fuck with this product or for sure. it's just not, like, going to be the right fit, I mean, it's not the right fit. You know, plain and simple, I agree. Yeah, and I think that's it all comes back to, like, understanding your um, your goal. Like, what does success look like to you for in podcasting? So if it is, like, to make money, then, you know, maybe you're a little more uh, lax on what sponsorships and, and deals that you take. If it's about opportunities or, or non-monetary um, gain, then you're going to move a little different. I think I've always tried to hit a balance of like, I want to make money so I can cover some of these bills where I'm not paying out of pocket to run this podcast. And then I also want opportunities. And I think I've been fortunate where I've, I can dabble in both. So it's like, I got the sponsorship deals. You know, we got the Patreon. Um, uh, and and then we we do like other things too. We like we sell merch and and all of that stuff. And then the opportunities are like my comic conventions, being able to like host interviews and panels. Like to go back to like that kind of local aspect. I've recently started doing things with like the um like the public library. They do like these big book fests. Like they did one a couple months ago where where Joe Hill was there. And and if you're not familiar, Joe Hill is like a, a very well acclaimed and successful horror author and he also write uh writes comics you know so the the perception and in the the um uh the reputation i have you know here in town is like well yeah we need someone to host this interview with him this little uh intimate interview that we're hosting yeah let's go to the guy that has a comic book podcast in our own backyard you know what i'm saying like letting your city your town whatever it is be known that hey i do this you know that's going to come back yeah Oh, a thousand percent, bro. I think you got to um, get your community, you know, behind you before you try to go get the world behind one you. One of my bro. favorite, like, I, I'm going to butcher this saying, but it is one of my favorite Pimp C uh, quotes. Yeah, I think he goes, yeah, you, you got to make your, you got to make your, your, your town rock before you, you know, go, to, before you make the city rock. You know, if you can make your town rock, then you can make a city rock. If you make the city rock, then you make a state rock. You know what I'm saying? Like a thousand percent focus on like, you know, focus on, on defining and, and honing your skills in like a small bubble and then start thinking big, you know, because because at the very least, you've got your hometown holding you down. Mm-hmm. I love that, bro. That's super dope. Um, let's jump into JPU. Hell yeah. Dude, JPU. I'm excited about this shit, man. So um, Jack's Podcasters United. <laughs> One of my favorite things, uh, you know, that we we get to do, I think it's quarterly, like you said, right? So, um, yeah, I mean. It seems like I wish you would do it more often, but I see why you don't do it more often. Um, you know how often we get that? Yeah. Oh, I bet, bro. Um, tell me a little bit about it, man, for the listeners. Okay, so the Jack's Podcasters United group is it's essentially the goal is to be the home in Northeast Florida for all podcasters, right? So we are we're part networking group. We're you know all community. Man, my math is all over the place. But look, we're, we're a networking group, we're a community, and, and we're a collective that not only celebrate podcasting, we celebrate the podcasters here in, in Northeast Florida. Uh, we host our main thing is like the networking events, which we host quarterly. It's completely free. We always find like a local, you know, bar, a, a local venue, someplace local, you know, um, that we can host these meetups and we invite audio creators, podcasters. We had broadcasters come out to these networking events and we just like we we 
we network, right? We, we mingle, we, we talk about the industry, we share, you know, things that are frustrating us. Maybe like you need help with editing. Well, guess what? We know this guy that does a lot of editing or I need intro music. Oh, good. Let me introduce you to David. He makes uh, music and he's got his own podcast. So it's really like a sharing the resources and elevating specifically the podcast industry here in Northeast Florida. It's like trying to bring, you know, uh, uh, people and companies together and brands together and, you know, also share knowledge too. We, we do a lot of educational sessions where we invite successful and professional podcasters come to talk and share tips and answer questions. And we've been doing it since 2018. So it was founded by myself and my now fiance, uh, Blythe Brumley, who's a been podcasting just as long as me as well. Um, and so we co and, and Ryan Paul Thompson, he's like, Ryan is like our, uh, <laughs> Ryan is like our redheaded stepchild. You know, like in, in most political families, there's always that one child that's like, you know, the troublemaker, the drunk that they're like, look, you get the trust fund, but you cannot be in the photos. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just say the newspaper. Damn. So Ryan, Ryan is, I, I joke, but Ryan is like, that's what me and life uh, treat Ryan as. But Ryan was pivotal in the, in the first JPU meetup. But in 2018, uh, we had this idea, and especially I was kind of like angsty about it. I was like, man, 2018, you know, I'm starting to meet other podcasters like slowly in the city. You know, I, I had started dating Blythe and then I started meeting other podcasters and, and I was attending other networking events where it was like, you know, artist of Jack's meetup or, you know, just like young business entrepreneur meetup. And I was like, man, I could, I could do this just to, you know, bring people together, you know, just, Hey, meet us up at the bar at six o'clock. If you're a you know podcaster. So I worked with Brian and, and, and Ryan and we hosted our first one in April of 2018. It is at the space 42. It was a, a warehouse gallery that doesn't exist anymore. Um, big shout outs to Michelle for, for believing us in that first one. But it was like, it was, the space was cool. It was like a warehouse gallery that you had a bunch of art exhibits. They actually had a bunch of art still up. And I just put the word out through Facebook and, you know, Blythe shared it and Ryan pushed it. And we had like 50 people show up to that first one. You know, I bought a bunch of pizza and, you know, stuff from Publix and like 50, 60 people, yeah, about 50, 60 people showed up. And it was like, it was just so amazing, you know, for the first one. And, I'm meeting everyone was new. Like I, it was so many new people that was like, you're a, you know, it was like, we were all crawling out of the dark. Like you're a podcaster. You're a podcaster (laughs) too. Oh my God. You know, I found my people. Yeah. So we decided to just continue doing that. And we wanted to do the quarterly route because we had attended, you know, there was a bunch of networking events that were monthly that if we're being honest, like we just kind of fell off from, we felt like monthly was too much. Like, you know, when, if it's monthly, it starts feeling like, Oh, I could just skip that. I'll just catch it next month. You know, it doesn't feel like a priority. There isn't a sense of urgency and, and not only that, but we're just also very busy people as well. So it just worked out for our schedule. Now, do I hear after every single meetup, man, you got to do these more often. Why can't these meet monthly? I hear it all the time, but we're really kind of honed in on doing it quarterly just because it feels like an event. We want people to be like, Oh, we, we got to go, you know, we don't want to miss it and, and wait a couple months, but we're trying to do more like bigger events. Cause for the last, what, uh, if my math is right, like past five years, it has been like these quarterly meetups where one meetup will be like a networky one at a bar, you know, mingle on your own, you know, we, we covered some of the drinks and then we'll do educational. And it's been like that way for the last five years. And, um, after going to that Denver, uh, big Denver podcast conference, I don't know, I just kind of re-energized you know, what we want to do with the JPU and, you know, the potential that's here. I'm telling you, the, the amount of talent 
in podcasting and people that have started companies and entrepreneurs uh, that are based in Jacksonville is astonishing. Like we took like a group photo at, De- at the Denver podcaster meetup or Denver podcast conference podcast movement. And it was like, you know, 10, 12 of us. And, you know, they were like, this isn't everyone, you know, so-and-so is downstairs. Oh, the other one flies in tomorrow. <laughs> and it was really inspiring. Cause you know, we went, me and Blythe went to podcast movement with the goal of like, Let's go ahead and share the story of the JPU. Actually, we did a talk. It was called the uh, uh, How to Build a Community in Your Backyard, the Story of the Jacks Podcasters United. So we went there to do that talk, but also like, okay, let's see if we can't like get this in front of like, you know, sponsors and corporate uh, people and, you know, see if anyone would be interested in hosting an event or helping us grow this thing and all this stuff. And what we got left out of it was like, Yo, there's no one else doing something like this, like a podcast community to this scale. There is... Um, we actually met someone uh, in Colorado that does Colorado podcaster meetups, um, but he does the whole state. And he's like, bro, you know, some days I'm in Boulder, other days, I'm, you know, it's like, damn. <laughs> so, uh, so it was pretty impressive. And they do other podcaster meetups. But as far as like a dedicated community based out of like a, a city and all that, we were really unique. And like it, we just left like even more blessed. Like, man, this is so cool that this community, this group that we built and, you know, they're all here, you know, here in Northeast Florida. Some aren't all from Jack's. You know, we've had people driving from Tampa and Orlando. But, you know, there's a sense of, like, community, regardless mm-hmm. of where, you, where you're from and you show up to these events. 100%, bro. And I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I take a lot of things from these events. Like, uh, I've been to three so far, maybe four so far, actually. But um, not only did I meet you, who is now a current OG Sessions guest on the podcast, um, but Bobby Brown Jr. Oh, hell yeah. The episode was so good. Bobby that, is so bro. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great dude, man. Shout out to him. And um, But, yeah, I mean... Besides that, though, there's been issues I've ran into with editing mm-hmm. and with uh, just like marketing and things like that, where I'm like, damn, I thought this would work, but it didn't work mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And um, just after talking to some other people, they're like, oh, I'm struggling with that, too. Or, oh, I know the solution to that problem or whatever it is. It's like you, it's crazy, bro, how um, many people in the city are kind of in the same position as you. Like you don't realize where like, oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's you, but I'm like, I'm saying just in general, yeah. like you get there and you're speaking to, there's at least like 20, maybe 30 other podcasters that are at these meetups. And it's like, I'm talking to them and I'm like, you know, they're, they're, we're kind of sitting in the same boat or it's like, I've got a solution to their problem For or they sure. know how to. So, um, man, just hats off to you, bro. The I fact appreciate that you it. Cor- like correlate those and get them going. It's like, it's just crazy. I appreciate it. Yeah. Our, our main ethos has always been collaboration over competition, you know, community and collaboration over competition. You know, like we're not trying to compete with one another. The, the industry is big. And that is the other big takeaway um, that I, I took out of the Denver meetup was, oh, wow. OK, there's like there's a big enough pie for everyone. You know, like it, it'll take some work to get in and, you know, get certain companies to believe in you. And, you know, obviously to get over that hurdle of like, you know, everyone wants you to have millions of downloads. But there is definitely enough in in the industry to go around to share and that is why, like, we've always wanted the the JPU um, to feel welcoming and, you know, that, you know, we, hey, we see you where you're at. And maybe, like, you know, these two are on the same level, but someone here is where you're at or they've been where you're at. And it, it's it's really cool to think back about all the different type of people I've met and, you know, from professional retired broadcasters that are trying to enter the, the podcast space to folks that have, like, started companies or people that, like, use podcasting to, like, you know, get clients for their business. Like I said, it, it, it is a wonderful medium that is adaptable to so many ways. Podcasting is whether you're someone that like has a story to share. Um, you know, we've all heard the comedy podcast, you know, interview podcast, like, 
you know, if you have a business like to start a podcast, bring clients on, you know what I'm saying? It really depends on, you know, wh- what you want to do. Like what is, once again, what does success look like to you? How can you use, how can you use the vehicle of conversation and, and talking and, and the voice to like reach your goals? That's how I've always viewed it. Yeah, I love it, bro. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what would be your piece of advice for some of these people that are in other cities? Because we have so many listeners that are outside of Jacksonville. First things first, if you are inside Jacksonville and you have a podcast, I know there's been multiple that I've already invited to the JPU oh, yeah. thing. Thank you. But um, definitely come check these out, man. There's so many things you can pull away from it and just so many great things that me, you know, this podcast alone is pulled away from it. Um, but what would be your biggest piece of advice for somebody that's in a different city, you know, <laughs> Maybe somewhere that's kind of similar to Jacksonville, small market city or whatever. And they're trying to build like a community? Yeah. I'd say, uh, you know, what was that saying? Uh, build it and they will come. I had no idea that we would be like really thinking business savvy and, you know, starting, you know, a, a business through this and trying to like really grow this thing and being this dedicated and, um, you know, passionate about the, the, the podcast industry in Jacks. Like really, but starting out, it was just a means of like, hey, I just want to meet other people doing this. And, you know, I'm going to enough of these other networking events. Let me just do one about podcasting. So I'd say just build it, you know, like put the word out. And maybe, yeah, maybe you won't get 40, 50 people to show up. But and, and that's kind of like sometimes how it goes for us. We have like, you know, some days, some events, it's like more, some some events are less. But regardless, you just got to get it started. And it doesn't have to be crazy intricate or, uh, you know, a giant production. I, I feel pretty confident that we do a good job of keeping it, like, you know, worthwhile and, and, you know, some level of production, but it's also very, like, easygoing and, and welcoming. And I think if you're just starting out, you know, just put the call out, put the word out. Like, you know, hey, podcast, what, whatever, uh, XYZ podcaster meetup, place, time, you know, like, you know, have a fly. I, I definitely think having a poster or some sort of imagery is key. And then also photography. I'm going to say this right now. Nothing is better than being able to show, you know, the events. And that is something I'm very always um, particular about is hiring a photographer to show the community. Like we could talk about community all day, but nothing beats being able to show you the faces of the people that make up the JPU. So I would definitely say like, if you're starting out, like put the word out, you know, can really think about the marketing. It doesn't got to be crazy. But also, like, you know, really focus on spotlighting the the community. And I just happen to do that through, you know, photography and, and having, like, nice pictures to show sponsors and, you know, like, other venues. Like, when you can show a venue, like, hey, I'm not just another dude asking to use your space. You know, bring all my, you know, noisy friends to your space. Like, we're trying to build something. And I think when you've got photo photo uh, photographic proof, that helps out. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, bro. Um I think a lot of people don't want to take the extra mile with a photographer, no matter what it is. It just (laughs) costs money. And it's just, um, you know, they're like, Oh, I could have my friend do it or something, but nothing beats like a professional getting in there and like taking the shots of people laughing and having a good time as opposed to just like, you know, panoramic of the whole room or things like that, you know? So, um, I definitely love that aspect of the meetups. I think that you definitely, you get, it's very obvious that when you go to these meetups, you put a lot of preparation into them. Um, I get a ton of goodies from them sometimes, bro. It's like, it's cool. You know, um, everybody always makes a comment about, one time we went, we got a uh, door hanger that says... Uh, oh, the bu- from BuzzFeed. Yeah, like, like a recording just, in progress or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, recording yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is super dope. And every person that comes through, they always make a comment like, this is so cool. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to you. Shout out to everything you've done. Shout out to you for coming on the show, bro. No, this has been um, this has been a long time in the make. I, like I said, I've been, I, I do respect how quickly you've like hit the ground running with this. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that you already 
you know, doing the videos, you're doing the clips. Those are things that if I had done early on, then I think I would be in a much bigger place. But like I said, I had to wait for like the industry to catch up and like, you know, like for reels and things to be, a th- you know, YouTube yeah. to also blow up. YouTube has been like an interesting thing too. Cause when people think podcasting now, it's like, Oh, are you on YouTube? Like, where's the video? You know what I'm saying? Like for sure. It, it's, it's much different now, in my opinion, than prior where podcasting was strictly like an audio only thing. Now you've got a lot of different variables and elements and, you know, it's maybe not so easy now because, you know, if you want it to be official, you know, people expect video, expect YouTube. And as you guys know, that stuff don't come cheap. Hell no, nah, bro. <laughs> it is Hell not cheap. Hell no, nah, bro. Um, first off, thank you for those kind words, bro. I really appreciate it. Like, you know, we obviously... I dump so much fucking time into the podcast. So anytime people are enjoying the content or just, you know, noticing the work that goes in, bro, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I think, um, I, I, I think early on, I wasn't thinking a lot about like branding or, or marketing. Does, you know, even like the, the small thing, like the name, you know, like if I, like I said, we just jumped in, it was like an opportunity. It was cool. It was like, you know, we strictly did it out of love of just hanging out with our friends, you know, but now, you know, I, I've, I've put in the time and, you know, I know it could be, not saying I know it could be, it is something much more. And it represents a lot more for people. And it is, it is, you know, it's a staple, I think, in the industry. And I want it to feel professional and whatnot. So, yeah, there's a lot of mistakes early on that I did. But now, you know, I get to, like, see podcasters like yourself. And it's like, dang, if I can share that through the JPU or through the short box and save people the headache and, like, because I've done a lot of shit as far as, like, you know, marketing and, you know, trying different things, like, uh, in, in 2018, we started doing like podcast live shows. And I kid you not, I know right now podcast live shows is just a thing, right? You can go on any website, look up your favorite podcast. They're probably going to tour. But around 2017, 2018, you know, we, we started doing live shows and it was before I even thought that was something to do. Like, I, I think I went to the, the Joe Budden podcast live in um, uh, Tampa, like a few years after it. And I was like, man, this is so cool that I... I'm watching my favorite podcast do something that I, I just started doing. But, you know, I, I, I dabbled into, like, live shows. I can't even tell you the different, like, print marketing, like, you know, posters, guerrilla kind of, like, marketing, like, yeah. stapling posters places, dropping flyers, stickers everywhere. You know, I've done a lot of things to try to get, like, build a short box and live shows and, and charity drives and all that. And I've learned so much. I failed a lot. So I feel like I'm in a position to share things like, okay, this is what I've done. Here's how I've succeeded. Here's how you could succeed now with these tools that I didn't have, you know? Yeah, hundred percent, bro. Uh, appreciate you sharing all that too, bro. Cause it's like, there's so much free game in this episode that you've already dropped for. It's like, if you're a new podcaster, man, just start taking notes. Cause, um, this game is difficult. This game is hard. You gotta be in it for the long haul. Um, one stat I wanted to pull up is you are the longest stand. You're going to need to correct me on this, but you're like the longest lasting comic book podcast in the industry. We're one of the long, we're one of the longest running comic book podcasts in the industry, is what I say. One of the, because I know there's there's a few that have been doing it as long or have more episodes, but I'm I'm confident we are one of the longest running, still going, ongoing, yeah. right? Like ongoing, I think being a um, a keyword because there's podcasts, the comic podcasts that I meet that I respect, you know. And I'm like, oh, I've been doing it since this long, and they're like, what? Like what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're definitely one of the longest running ones. Just, you know, ongoing as well, consistently. Yeah, shout out to you, bro. That's super dope, man. Um, let's go ahead and plug these people in. Where can they listen to the Shortbox? Oh, word. All right. So, Shortbox Podcast, you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Apple Music, Spotify, all that. But if you just go to theshortboxpodcast.com, that's one of your best bets. 
And as far as the JPU, the Jacks Podcasters United, jackspodcastersunited.com. We're trying to, we're in the middle of planning our uh, Q4 for this year event. So we're trying to do something in December. And then we're trying to plan like a really elevated event is what I'll say. Um, and, I, and I can't really do too many details because it's so early on, but we really want to do the next you know event something that really put Jack's on the map in terms of uh, a podcast. Hell yeah, bro. Shout out to everything you guys are doing over there, man. Hey. You guys are crushing it. Um, do you want to go ahead and do Joey's top three before we wrap Ooh, this thing up? Ooh, I thought got... you forgot. No, okay. Bro. I was sitting here thinking, I was Joey. like, damn, is he really going to be Joey's I was, top I was, three? I was, I was also expecting like some wild, like, you know, uh, comic book questions too. Like, man, who would win in a fight? You know what I'm saying? That's but, a good point. But I'm glad that you guys kept it like cool. Well, the thing but, is, bro, I help. is, I'm here. Like, to be honest, I, uh, like I'm not, I don't know a shit ton about comic books. I know a lot about podcasting. So like for you to spill all that game and just like, I mean, I've learned so much just in this episode yeah. for that's going to help me with my podcast. And it's like, it's just, I really appreciate you coming Hell through, yeah. bro. It's super dope. And um, I actually have a suggestion for today's Joey's top three. No. Um, okay. You are- <laughs> <laughs> Joey's like, you should have told me. What's your suggestion? Okay. If will- you tell me top three comics, I'm going to be pissed off. Hell no. Okay. Because I don't, it? I don't like, it? I would probably just choose superhero characters. Right. I'm going to go. Um, I was thinking. Top three Halloween candies. Fuck you! That I swear oh, on tough. everything I love and own. That's what I was gonna ask. No way! Yeah. Damn, that's tough. <laughs> we are connected. <laughs> <laughs> we need the rings that they have. So it's like they ching. It's <laughs> uh, so funny. So top three. Yeah, top Halloween three candy. Halloween candies. Since Nick wants oh to take God. over. Oh my God! Wait, second. that's on me to start it. So yeah. so what it oh, is man. basically? Um, Joey chooses every single week. He chooses a. Um, category mm-hmm. for us to each give our top three okay, he okay. used to just do it randomly every episode for some odd reason and so then we just made it a segment so now every week joey's top three gets an opportunity to say what is your top three at okay, whatever right. the whatever category I is think of man okay who spitballing spitballing here okay uh off the rip peanut m&ms Okay. All day. Ooh. I feel like they, they reign supreme. All right? Sleeper. Yeah. All right. Sleeper. I don't even feel like that's a... Well, maybe not in my household. It is definitely not a sleeper. <laughs> it is like a mandatory. All right. Peanut M&M's. They're in the jar. Um, I'm a sucker for Skittles, man. I, I know Skittles is just... It's just candy-coated sugar, right? It is colored sugar cubes or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm a sucker for some Skittles. I, Skittle, I, my Skittle addiction is so bad, you know, I got to hide Skittles sometimes. Um, actually, you know what? I, I think I've seen a news story. That said that in one certain state, might have been California. I feel like this is a California thing to do. Like, they banned Skittles because of the uh, food coloring or something. The yellow five yeah. or something like something that. Something like that. And I was yeah. like, never moving to California. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine <laughs> going to a gas station, you know, and you, you're just in the mood for some wild berry Skittles, which are the best ones. So, fuck the health concerns. Yeah, it's like, nah, I know what they are, all right? You know what I'm saying? Don't do me no favor. What about the sour ones? you like the sour ones? Oh, Yeah. I do, but not as good as the wild berry. The wild, See, the purple I'm a, I'm pack. Original, bro. I don't oh. fuck with the wild berries. Honestly, I'm yeah. like original dog. And what's your top three? Or what's right. number three? And number three might be um, might get some folks going to shut this uh, <laughs> shut this video off right now because I know how people feel about coconut, but I love me some almond joys. Ooh. Love me some almond joys. Okay. And I might be saying we them wrong. Turn it off. That segment. That segment. I know. It is a personal. You can yeah, change it right now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm standing <laughs> strong. Because when it. I when I get like them, when I was a kid, I used to get like them one packs, you know, in like the uh, candy bag. Man, I felt like a king, you know, just a mound of like that yeah. blue and white packaging. <laughs> and I still love me. I lo- I don't know. I'm a sucker for coconut and chocolate. So like almond joys and, and mounds and all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go next. Right, My number you. one probably Snickers. Mm. Love Ooh. me some Snickers. Number two, I'm gonna have to agree with Skittles. Come on, because 
Damn. That's strong. Man of culture. That's strong. And then number three, I'm going to piss you off and say Reese's. That's not bad. Damn. I'm just happy it's on your list. I don't care. I mean, wherever, <laughs> yeah. it's got, wherever it's got to fit in, it's got to fit in, man. Honestly, I guess I, I mean, could have, you know, if I wanted to, like, play it safe, I would have removed I'm enjoying and just said, uh, uh, the <laughs> This Reese's isn't pieces. a play it safe podcast. But no, nah, I'm, I'm sticking, I'm sticking strong. Play it safe That's a good one, though. And I'm surprised Joey went that, that mainstream because, you know, there is some candies out there that I feel like. I'm interested Ooh. to see what you hear. So, um, number one, obviously, got to be the goat Reese's. Yeah. Mm. And it can be any kind of Reese's. I don't give a fuck, dog. <laughs> just, just chocolate. Like, all butter, white bro. chocolate? I'll take that. All the peanut uh, butter ones? Dude, yeah. 100%, bro. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, personal favorite, you got to go Reese's Big Cup, but that's just me. That's just me. From the freezer? Oh, <laughs> no. If they've, yo, if they've got it in the little, 100%. like, window of the fucking, mm. like, beer section or something, dog. You're buying Ooh, it every time. I'm buying three. I'm taking the whole fucking <laughs> rack, dog. Um. Yeah, and I'll crush some things before I even get home, too. That's the thing. I'll eat them right there at the car, man. You know I like keeping that car clean. I just can't help it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, sometimes I buy, like, if 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 I know I'm buying, like, some Reese's. Uh, Reese's? Yeah, for sure. I, I will tear them up in the car. So what I'll do is I'll buy, like, I'll buy, like, three. One for the car, and then I'll put the other two in a in the bag, and I'll put it in the back seat. So I can't, can't like, reach it. Because yeah. yeah. if it's left to me, if it's in the passenger seat, all three of them are yeah. being eaten before I hit the driveway. <laughs> and shout out to the uh, Super King six, uh, six Reese's in one package, oh bro. Oh, my gosh. Like, them bitches are so Wait, perfect. Yeah, they got the Super King now. So it's like a super long package. It's like more than the King. Oh, And it's got okay. six in there instead of four, I think. So... That thing is crazy, bro. It's so worth it every single bite. Um, number two, <laughs> number two. I'm gonna go uh, trolley sour gummy worms. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, just like during Halloween, I know for me, like whenever I look in my bag yeah. and there's like someone, like you know, I was able to snag a couple of them trolley gummy worms because they don't come. I mean, you gotta get at least like five, so it's a nice little size bag, bro. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always hyped about it. That's just me personally. Um, let's go three. Um, you know, I might hop on. I might hop on Snickers with you. Yeah, because I feel like you know Snickers. That's just a safe play. It's every, I mean, you get the it's chocolate, a safe play. The nuts, you know, the caramel. 100%. Snickers is my go-to candy bar when I haven't eaten lunch yet and I'm like hungry. That's, and I'm like, I need something a little filling. It's but substantial. Like you get some great words. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Whenever we're on the golf course and the cart lady comes around and we're just like feeling a little something, I'm like, you I had Snickers, one today. Give me a Snickers. And get a Snickers every time. You got to, bro. And and Snickers is. You know, shout out stickers. I got to throw in a sleeper. <laughs> I got two sleepers, too. I yeah. got a sleeper. Oh, okay, here you go. Runts, but the bananas. Huh. I never, never even had them. Okay. Really? I'll be honest, never even had them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking the about. The bananas. Well, oh, Never had them. They're good. You, you look like a giant runt right now. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. I would say... um Two that I... Two uh, candies that I've gotten, like, really into lately. And I think it's just, you know... Anytime Halloween starts coming around, I don't get, I can't not believe I'm saying this, in this crazy getup. I'm not the biggest costume guy. No way. <laughs> You're right. But really? I get excited. He, he didn't even have to buy that. I'm, very good point, Jerry. Very good. Touche. Touche. Very true, good point. Don't believe a thing I said this whole podcast. I'm a liar. Uh, but I do get excited for the candy deals. You know, I got a terrible sweet tooth, and I'll go into Publix like, ooh, I can't wait for all this oh, to be yeah. BOGO. Yeah. But I've recently gotten into... Um, Sour Patch Kids Strawberry, which you can't find at every gas station. Ooh. I'm a sucker for like some rare candy where you got to be like, oh, you can't get it here. You got to go to the 7-Eleven on yeah. this corner. You're like, oh, that's the only place. So uh, <laughs> Sour Patch Strawberries and then the Peach Rings. I don't know what brand Ooh, those makes are good. them. Those are good. Hari Bro, I, I forgot about those. those the Peach actually, Rings are That's a good point. sleeper. That's yeah. a really good yeah. sleeper. Big and the one that, that you hate, Fireballs. 
Those cinnamon fireballs, you know. Well, I've had them in a long yeah. time now. No. Anything cinnamon? I'm, yeah, I'm good on that. I'm, I'm good on all that. What I love <laughs> is my um my grandmother is is from England and stuff, and so like all I got so much British descent over there and oh, stuff, cool. bro. And so they'll always send over candy or bring someone. They come and they've got this one candy called flying saucers. Ooh boy, <laughs> <laughs> things. I'll tell you, bro. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, bro, because they're like these. Little, I can't even describe it. It's like a little, like, like a puff thing or whatever. It's like a, it looks like a little miniature flying saucer, mm-hmm. like a little UFO, and it's got these like tiny little candies in these like little nerds, bro. And you just, they're so fluffy. Best things ever. If you ever try one, you know, definitely. If you ever see me in the store, you gotta try it. Ooh, I, I got a question for y'all. What is, um, who, who's your favorite, like, superhero? When you think of like comic books, what names come to mind? And do you have a favorite superhero? And then I want to hear, like, what's the nerdiest thing you're into? Ooh. You guys are like some cool dudes. I want to know, like, what is like the other side? What is the nerdy thing that you're a little shy about admitting? Nick, well, you said oh, one. You one said that. one during our pre-show that I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh, yeah, I got. Well, a, I got a good one. Want me to go first? Yeah, so when I was a kid, I used to collect coins, okay. and I used to collect them like crazy, bro. Like me, and my grandfather got me into it, and it was. Um, I mean, we'd fill up the books where it was like you'd have every oh, year and every version because there's different mints and stuff. So for me, probably my nerdy thing that I, I used to be into was, um, you know coins but now my current nerdy thing would probably be madden i'm a big madden guy like i'll play madden on you know obviously the video game like all the time um, saying i'm really into madden is nowhere near as nerdy as saying right. i'm into coins <laughs> <laughs> like madden you're almost like all right, cool, cool, cool. well it's like you kind of grow out of the coin thing you know what i mean it's like nowadays if i see a coin i'm not even checking it i'm just putting that bitch in my wallet <laughs> but, like, but, there's, but there's a little bit of like the past like you're like Oh yes, a Wyoming twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I'm not even gonna lie, it happens. Do you ever like pick up a coin like oh, that's real gold right there? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's funny. I actually, um, whenever I pick up a penny, I will still check to mm. see if it's a um, if it's any wheat wheat scent, which is basically where it's got the wheat on the back and not the Lincoln Memorial, or if it's a um, if it's a 1909 SVDB. Any coin collector knows that that coin is worth like twenty grand, Damn. bro. It's a penny worth twenty grand, and so I always look for the nineteen oh nine SVDB. That's kind of like my, but that's only with pennies. Like if it's a dime or something, I don't, I couldn't so cool. give any less of a fuck. I mean, yeah, this is super nerdy, but it it is interesting, like how that is his own world. Like you said, collectors will know X Y Z. You know, like just the, as a kid, it was like, yeah, comic books are are super nerdy. But as I got into a, an adult, it's like, well, a lot of things are really nerdy. You know, like uh, I, I meeting meeting Blythe. I really got into like football and getting to meet like other football fans and folks that are into like fantasy football. And that shit's like super nerdy to me. I'm like, wow, yeah. you guys are just as nerdy. It's just that this is a l- accepted as cool a little yeah. more than comic books. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting. Like, and I know about the coin world, but obviously not enough. So it's cool. Like that perspective of like this whole world, you don't even know about it, man. Oh, you don't yeah. know about the, the weak penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We said, <laughs> yeah, we said. Sorry, yeah, yeah. What about you, Joe? What's the nerdiest thing about you? The thing I nerd out on yeah. is uh, definitely exotic plants. Wow, like, like house plants. I've over, well over 150 house plants in my room. Have you been to his room? So he backstory. He's, he's like, just, no, he don't let no, no one near the. <laughs> so he used to have a tiny house um, uh-huh. around here, and the whole place it was a tiny jungle, bro. You couldn't, even, you could barely even walk around. There were so many house plants, and he. I told him, I was like, you got to start posting this shit on social media, bro. Like, yeah. this is really crazy. Like, I guarantee there's nobody else that collects houseplants and lives in a tiny house. Like, that, those two th- things don't go together, bro. And um, what's crazy is he started doing it on TikTok, and he fucking blew up, bro. Damn. Now bro. he's got brand you, deals and shit. Is, is, it, why, is it specifically exotic houseplants? 
I mean, yeah, because I don't want yeah. that basic shit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, it's crazy though. Like some, like he'll he'll um, what's it called when you remake them? Like you make them propagate, propagate. Oh them? Yeah. yeah, propagate. Bro, he'll propagate them and like these plants. I'll turn one plant into twenty real quick. Damn. And it's, <laughs> and it's, like each one sells it like Ace Hardware for like one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. How did you get into this? Um. So my mom always growing up, she always had like a veggie garden in the back and she got, she kind of nerded out a lot because we went to Disney world and they had this whole aquaponics thing. They had the fish and the water mm-hmm. from the fish flowing through the plants and shit and the plants were growing. So she did that always growing veggies growing up. And then when, once I moved out, I had my own veggie garden and it went fantastic. Obviously <laughs> I grew some big old pumpkins. He was eating all my blueberries. Like Bro, it, was it was crazy. crazy dog. And then. It got cold and all my plants died. So I'm like, shit, I still like, I still want to care for some plants. So I went to Home Depot, bought three plants. And then through Instagram, I met this uh, woman, Burr, shout out Burr. Um, and she, bro, she, I got so many fucking plants from her. Like it just turned into an obsession. I had no idea you could like ship a plant. Wow. It was like every week I had a box of plants on my house. That is legit. (laughs) That's cool. Wow. That's really cool. I appreciate y'all answering that. Okay. But go back to one of my, my earlier questions. Who's your favorite superhero? Oh. Mermaid Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was genius. That's, actually, that's perfect. Come yeah. on. That is perfect. Layup. <laughs> yeah, I just gave you an alley-oop. <laughs> no, that is perfect. I think uh, my favorite superhero, uh, I think. I mean, Good old Clark Kent. I think Batman, honestly. like I kind of want to go Batman, but it's DC. I don't like going DC. Um, no, look, Batman's like one of the greatest superheroes. Yeah, I know, ever. I know. I just don't like going DC. Like my what? sister was really big into comic books, and she would like despise me right now if I ever went DC. So I think. So, so how did the comic book gene skip you? Was it just because of like, no, nah, my sister's in it. That's not cool at all. There's a lot of reading involved, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's that the true. hard part. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I used to try to um with the coins. You got like maybe four words. You know, what I'm saying that's fair. Coins, yeah, yeah. Just, that is that's a good point. And you're I actually dealing with money. Plants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> you don't ever like read to your plants? I know some people like do like things oh, like God. that. He I definitely do. Plants. I do talk to them. He sings to them for they sure. They get happy, you know. When I really got into comic books was like around middle school. And uh, then they had like the 25 book challenge where you had to read like 25 books throughout the year. But you also had to like log these books and write like a little paragraph about them. I, I liked reading, but I also didn't like like forced reading. So I was always finding a way, a loophole. And eventually I found a teacher that was like... I was like, can I just read comic books to count as the books? And she was like, okay, well, every five comics would count as a regular book. She almost, she almost said it to me as if it was going to deter me. I was like, can I read comic books to count as books? She was like, yeah, comic books are kind of like flimsy. They're not that long. But uh, I mean, if, if you can read five, I'll count them as one. I think she was thinking I, I didn't read a lot. And psh, boy, what? <laughs> I finished the 25 book challenge, I remember, like in a week. And she was like, okay, going forward, it's got to be at least 10 or something. Yeah. And I yeah. still crushed it. Yeah, That's crazy, bro. And it's cool that it kind of like sparked your love for comic books, like in the end of the day, you know? I mean, not sparked your love, but it was kind of a cheat code, you know, with yeah. doing the comic books. Well, you know, man, and thinking back about like some early days of podcasting, it, it just going back to like how everything just aligned for short box, you know, aside from, you know, Walt being on that other podcast and getting the opportunity to record, uh, you know, us working at a comic shop. But it was also, if I recall correctly, 2018 was like when the Avengers movie came out. So like the MCU was just like it was early MCU. It was like, you know, the the the. People were checking for comic books. Like, we would get people coming to the comic shop like, yo, I just left Iron Man, you know, 2. I just seen Iron Man 2. Can I, you guys got any Iron Man comics? You know, like, it was cool to 
see new blood come into the comic shop, both through that kind of image renaissance, but also the movies were popping off. And it was like, oh, shit, this isn't that nerdy. You know, this isn't that nerdy anymore. Now, when these movies are making billions of dollars, it's like, this isn't really that nerdy anymore. Hell, this isn't even like underground or or like niche anymore it's like mainstream you know what i'm saying everyone knows who captain america is everyone knows who robert downey you know what i'm saying like if you go right now to a young kid and you're like what is robert downey jr's most famous role they'd probably say tony stark iron man which i wouldn't be mad at but it it just kind of more so speaks to the fact that we were doing we were talking comics at the right time where some of our listeners were you know, also finding out about podcasts but also getting into comic books and we were right there because we always try to make our show feel like welcoming we wanted to feel like the conversations we were having at the comic shop and luckily like you know myself drew uh, cesar and walt we were kind of multifaceted you know like i i love comic books but i really love music and and you know reading and walt was really like big into politics and sports so it was like we were also approachable so i think when people heard us it was like oh okay they're not like they're not like a, a comic book guy from Simpsons or like a neckbeard or what I, you know, these terrible outdated stereotypes about people who read comics. It was like, oh, these guys are just regular. Mm-hmm. They just happen to like this like nerdy shit. But I'm also catching movies on the weekend. And I want to see what they think about it, you know? 100%, so, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I think one one question I asked you behind the scenes was like, you know, <clears> do you have any fear with it being like too niche of a podcast category or a genre or whatever? And um I think you, sometimes you, you need. I think sometimes you need. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I think sometimes good. you need to just pick a, a niche because if not, then you are. You know, if you just do a comedy show, well, now you're dealing. You know, yeah. think of how many just general comedy. I think sometimes finding like a, just honing in on on something helps out in the long but, run. It really makes you stand out, but it's also challenging because you know if we're talking consistency, you know, how are you going to talk about this one super hyper niche uh, niche topic for? two four five years you know like it, it gets challenging but also i found out that you're that's not actually that niche like you can talk about movies no. you can talk about all this shit, yeah so yeah it's like it's crazy bro yeah so Shout comic books i, I kind of treat it like an umbrella and like we're trying to talk about the culture so you know when you think culture you're thinking the arts you're thinking like the movies you're thinking i could do you know for the short box we do we've interviewed some of the best comic creators in the world like we've got like some unforgettable interviews we've got really good we do comic book reviews we'll do movie reviews um, and then even just thinking about the interviews, I'm not always interviewing just a writer or artist. Like I was telling you, I interviewed like a guy that works at a auction house and he works in their comic book department because comic books is also big money now. And when you think about the, the retail and I'm well, not retail, but the resale side, you know, in the collecting side, like how much these books are going for, you know, cause there's only whatever, let's just throwing a number out there, but there's only a thousand Batman number ones. And this book came out and you know, the, what is it, 1932 or, you know, That's 30s, crazy, 40s, dog. you know, there's only a finite number and some of these books go into the millions. So we interviewed a guy that worked uh, at an auction house and dealt with specifically of comics. And I just got to nerd out about all the rare, expensive shit he's gotten to see and dabble in collections that he's had to go to, like, you know, other parts of the world to find. It's I don't know. Comic books is to me, it's, it's not only the best vehicle for storytelling because you get the art aspect but it is it is where art and commerce have to like really work together because you know these comics are being sold every single week every single month you know they go for resale prices and you know there's a whole market dedicated that there's some comic content creators who only focus on resale they're only looking at like all right well here's your top five hot books this week you know this book rose this much in price there's so much you could do that encompasses comic books outside of like 
the print material. But, you know, regardless of, of us covering, you know, being multifaceted, I always want to try to elevate the art form that, hey, these aren't just all kids stories. Some of these are like really profound. And some of these have had like, you know, live with me and have impacted me and have made, you know, changed the way I think or, you know, taught me something new. You know, it's like I said, it's just a, it's a vehicle to tell a story. And luckily in comic books, it doesn't always have to be superheroes punching bad guys in the face. Some comic books are just like about real people, real scenarios, autobiographical and all that stuff. 100% bro. And dude, I really appreciate your time, bro. Um, this was a dope interview and just kind of something out of me and Joey's lane a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something different. I, always I enjoyed it though. I feel like I learned. Yeah. 100% <laughs> I like you, Joey. It's been a while and, since I learned. You and know? it's <laughs> also great having a fellow podcaster on here, man, that just knows how to just like carry a conversation and also just kind of, you know, say what you're trying to say the right way. Sometimes people come on here and, you know, maybe they're just an entrepreneur or somebody that doesn't do podcasting very often. And so for them, they're kind of um, wobbly on their feet to get yeah. this started. You know what I mean? But you're obviously super confident, bro. You're a fucking stud with this shit. I um, honestly, when I'm in, my you know 12 year anniversary of podcasting i hope i'm just halfway <laughs> as far as you are bro seriously uh, you're on the right um, track man you're definitely on the right track and i gotta give you kudos for convincing me to go to my storage unit to dig out this hot ass <laughs> afro and sit in front of these beaming lights i i cannot say hey. uh, out of all the years I've, I've i've never thought to do a dressed up halloween episode and you know what i'm saying that is what i love about the jpu and meeting other podcasters is it's inspired me to try new things it's you know open up my perspective and it just continues to show me that there's a lot i I think the fun part of podcasting is making your own show you know like Mm -hmm. i don't answer to no one i don't have to run my episodes by anyone i can make it sound how i want you know like it's a blank canvas and as someone who like you know loved podcasting early on and you know you know i I don't know it's it, it was a fun opportunity to i can't draw i can't write but man, I can I can produce. I can make a sh- you know this is something I made you know with my with my hands with my you know blood sweat and tears and you know it's very prideful like 100%. being this in being in this long and having created something that resonates with people like it's, it's it's such a humbling and beautiful thing and I happen to have you know be able to do cool stuff with it like it you know I, I could die happy. Where can we? Where can these people find you? Like as an actual creator, it's like so much to take in because yeah, like yeah. I'll ask him a question, but then I've got like twenty more questions I can ask him. I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't want this dude to fucking like be here all night. You know, what I'm saying no, like, I, he's, I know he's got a life to do, and he even mentioned he's got to edit his own. Yeah, podcast. actually, I'm, I, I got to edit a show tonight so but, I can get um, it out on time. But I, I know you're a professional, so I know you'll have all my links in the um and in, in the show notes course, and all that. Yes, but um, yeah, once again, Jack's Podcasters United for any, you know, podcasters that are in the Northeast Florida area. Even if you're not and you're willing to make that drive, you know, more power to you. Jackspodcastunited.com and the Shortbox Podcast, um, wherever you find a podcast. Yeah, Apple Music, Spotify, all that stuff. We're on every single platform, Hell right? Yeah, but going this long... I better be on every yeah. single platform, you know? hundred percent, bro. Just like this podcast, He man. built those platforms. Um, so after you guys... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was a good one. That, that was is good. so damn true. Um, I'm sure it feels like it, too. Sometimes. It's like, <laughs> man, it, actually, like, I'm kind of having, you know, a mind-blowing moment. Like, wow, I, Spotify didn't have podcasts yeah. at some point, you know? No, that is that is a crazy thought, bro. Because, um, you know, especially since we've been on this, Spotify's definitely had it. Um, but after you guys get done watching... Botter's episode of you know this podcast. Make sure you go and check out his Hell podcast, yeah, Short Box. Um, 
obviously make sure when you guys check out that that podcast, you give it that five star rating. Make sure you subscribe. You know, check it out. Just do everything that you can to support him and everything he's doing. Because, um, man, I love to see you win, brother. And you're absolutely I appreciate killing it, bro. It. Thank you, man. This has um, been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. Hell yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. It's been a good time, Joe. You got anything? Nope, I think that's it. Awesome, man. So uh, this is another man. episode of the <laughs> OG Sessions podcast. Um, I am Barnacle Boy, and this is Mermaid Man, and we are out. Peace. <laughs>